0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to our warning television program. We're coming live from our WMI chapel, our Bible school, with uh, the staff of WMI, some of them and, and their families. I'm going to be doing a, a title of my message today on spiritual fire, or you could say spiritual hunger. We need these things today if we're going to ever see America saved. Why? Because there is a revolution taking place. I'm going to read just a little bit of headline news and then we're going into the message. U.S. District Attorney vows to charge Obama with treason. Obama has been working behind the scenes to try to overthrow the Trump administration, colluding with domestic terrorist organizations to incite riots nationwide. Says there is enough evidence for the FBI to implicate Obama for sedition and treason. But behind the scenes, there's a fierce debate over the fallout, including worrying about traitors at all levels of government. If action was taken against the agitator in chief, says Barack Obama, who many claim is uh, creating a shadow government to frustrate the policy goals of the administration, uh, says we're looking at something that's very close to it seems to me. Uh, sedition Lou Dobbs most chilling though a President Obama's army of agitators is that they are gearing up for battle with a growing war war chest more than 250 offices across the country and have also begun militant actions it goes on and on where he's accumulated 30,000 warriors if you remember my prophecy I'm talking about civil riots years ago and Civil War and I believe without a doubt Civil War is coming Barr's investigation of Activa leads directly to Obama it Says while Barack Obama was a community organizer George Soros saw something in him. He approached Obama with an idea Soros Had the money Obama was an expert community organizer. It goes on and on women viciously while well, woman viciously uh, attacked uh, women viciously attack a black Trump supporter at Women's March. So it was a typical woman's march uh, with the leftist Democrats of all races representing LGBTQ, uh, Planned Parenthood, evir- environmentalists, pro-illegal Ill- uh, immigration groups, and other radical leftists. Says so some of the marchers wore punk uh, hats and screaming obscenities against uh, the president. Said so there was one universal theme at the Women's March, Donald Trump is bad, conservative Christian men, especially white, need to be stripped of their toxic masculinity and their white privilege. The rage and hatred these people had toward the president and his supporters was on full display, uh, displayed during my interview with two feminists who appeared to be lesbians. I was physically attacked, assaulted for supporting the president and the big border wall. The attack was sudden and violent. One woman repeatedly kicked me while the other physically assaulted me with blows to the head, neck, and shoulders. They also threw drinks and liquids on me while repeatedly calling me nigger. Meanwhile, I was surrounded by an angry mob, uh, screaming and cursing. It was wild. I was shocked that these leftists were bold enough to attack me in public for being a black Trump supporter. This was hate crime, and these are out of control. Feminists must be stopped. So here's a, a black woman, uh, conservative, and uh, they really beat her up. America is under attack by these 187 groups funded by George Soros, and on this program, we don't have time to go into it, but 187 groups, and you'd be shocked who's on the list. Milwaukee, Sheriff David Clark, Black Lives Matter would join forces with Islamic State. Far left watch, armed Antifa group declares everywhere a battlefield. The Federalist, Antiva is not fighting for freedom, but for a communist revolution. Antiva group calls for rioters to take up arms against the police. And on and on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a revolution right now. Uh, Sort of soft, but there's also violent. But we're going to see, I believe, without a doubt, in the future, civil war. Martin Luther King, his widow has denounced Black Lives Matter as well as Antiva. Says Dr. King led a volunteer Uh, protest and this is what you had to do if you want to be part of the protest you had to pledge I hereby pledge myself my person and body to nonviolent movement I will keep the following 10 commandments meditate daily on the teachings and life of Jesus always remember that the movement in, in Burlingham seeks justice and reconciliation not victory walk and talk in the matter of love for God is love pray daily to and be used of God in order that all men might be free Sacrifice personal wishes in order that all men might be free. Seek to perform regular service for others and for the world. Refrain from the violence of fist, tongue, and heart. Strive to be in a good spiritual and body health. Follow the directions of the movement and of the captain on demonstration. The result of the movement triggered long-delayed advances toward justice and more of God's dignity and righteousness to people that had unimaginably been oppressed. Again, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, when, I, when I saw what he had is people that participated in his peaceful protest, totally godly, totally nonviolent, totally experiencing, and they're supposed to exhibit the character of Jesus Christ, so different than today, so totally different. Again, Dr. Martin Luther King's widow strongly denounced Black Lives Matter and Antifa, the reason why we're seeing a clash, ladies and gentlemen, between two ideologies, leading to violent and civil revolution, and I believe war, is because the American people as a whole have turned away from God's law. People, students, and many lukewarm Christians can't see recognize the communist line, the communist plan, and ta- conspiracies taught in our public schools and universities by liberals, Marxists, Islamics. Uh, Teachers. The reason is because most pastors are afraid to speak the truth because they don't want to offend these brainwashed people. Thus, liberals, communists, Islamics, hate filled racists are taking over America and the world. They don't want to offend. The other side doesn't care about offending. I think what happens is we have a church that's backslid, it's not enough of the Spirit of God in them, the Holy Spirit. Consequently, they don't have the strength and the boldness to come against lies, criticism, anything else. So they just do what they did in Germany with a backslidden Christian nation. They watch the nation fall apart and everyone becomes under the tyranny of Hitler. That's what's going on in America today. We have a church not filled with the Holy Spirit. They don't have the power of God to stand up against corruption or lies, sin, sin. Instead, they compromise and they go along with people that are trying to overthrow our republic. And then they will put you in slavery. Matthew 4, 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Again, my message could be entitled spiritual hunger. I put it spiritual fire. We could say spiritual maturity. But we're in a situation today where we've got into a situation in America that the world is turned upside down and the church is pathetically lost, pathetically um, cringing like the armies of Saul when Goliath raged and, and blasphemed God. And it took a David to rise up and, and lead the armies of Saul to victory. We're in the same situation. The church is mundled down in fear and intimidation. Every, everyone just does what they're told. It's like they have no brain. They just do what they're told. I could give you countless examples of uh, even a black woman. I just read. Uh, Today in the news, a black woman uh, in the same city where the the rioters are rioting and looting and and some killing and and, uh, nobody's arresting them. But a black woman was standing in front of an abortion clinic protesting and they arrested her. This is the insanity that's going on. If Seattle was overrun by churches instead of those looters, criminals, rioters, Traitors, communists, Marxists. If churches were down there, don't you think they would have brought in even the military to clean them out? They wouldn't let churches take over six blocks. Number one, we must know the word of God. We must know the word of God by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God. At the time of this temptation, the devil was familiar with the nature of the flesh in man. However, he was not totally sure what was in Jesus, who was different than any other man. Satan had met to this point. The devil knew from previous experience with fallen man what was in him. He would just go to his spiritual fishing tackle. Last week, we talked about uh, the fishing hole. Let's go fishing. So the devil would go to his... Spiritual fishing tackle and pull out, pull out his, the right bait to try to hook the man or the woman. What he already knew was in there somewhere. You know, the devil goes to his, his fishing box and pulls out whatever bait uh, to hook you, whether it's your pride, your vanity, or whatever it is, and he'll just hook you with it. Jesus was different in that he was not from Adam's race. He's called the new Adam. Therefore, the nature of fallen. Man alone was not in Christ. So the devil proceeds with the first phase of the temptation of Jesus by testing his appetite for natural or earthly things. Command these stones to become bread. I know that you're hungry, so feed the flesh. This is the temptation of everybody, including those trying to lose weight. Uh, My goodness. Uh, What happens? So somebody might tempt you with some uh, spontaneous uh, uh, muffins or uh, something like that. And uh, all of a sudden, instead of uh, losing the weight, you you break your fast that you just started a few hours earlier. And uh, there you go. Uh, This is the temptation that is easy for the devil when looking for something to hook in Christians. He appeals to our appetites. For the things of this life, cars, houses, lands, what have you, sex, drugs, alcohol, food. Possessions are the greatest downfall of most unstable believers. Possessions. So much time is given the appropriation of the worldly goods. God says, quote, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. John John 6.33 We seem to be such pushovers when it comes to our creaturely comforts, even though the thought of having to give up such unnecessary items as cable TV sends some into grief and depression. Oh, my cable TV or my movies that I used to always go down at the Stanwood Movie Theater. You know, I hope the Stanwood Movie Theater would burn to the ground. Hollywood would totally go out of business. That's the only way to keep some Christians away. They don't seem to have enough maturity inside of them to reject things that are not healthy, that promote immorality. I have observed that on the whole, most Christians live for the now. When the Bible says that a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things which he possesses. Most Christians live for the now, Why then do we rate our success and happiness according to these standards? Having more and better of everything at the expense of our spiritual life is the sin of covetousness. Please understand that God is for people having plenty of everything. It's only when we are satisfied with so little of him in our lives that he is not pleased. Now, I can clarify that statement. He wants us to have everything that's righteous. He doesn't want you to have everything that your vanity wants. Point number two be a real man or woman of God. Maybe this was the first line of attack that the devil used on Jesus because he was so accustomed to success and succeed when appealing, appealing to the appetites of the flesh. In man in the past. So he tries it with Jesus. To his surprise, Jesus came back with, quote, "Man shall not live by bread alone, feeding the appetites of the flesh, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus was in this statement from telling the devil that a real man or woman of God is more hungry for spiritual things than earthly things. A born again person who is in fellowship with God will always be found with an ongoing hunger for more knowledge of the word and the anointing of the spirit in their life like David. David was classified as a man after God's heart. He was quoted as saying in regard to the word of God, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. That was David, unquote, Psalm nineteen ten. Notice he says, quote, more to be desired, unquote. That means it's quite natural to desire, quote, gold, unquote, symbolizing the world's riches, but to desire the word of God, that is spiritual food for the man of God, is, quote, more, unquote, is natural for a true Christian, more. Do we want the word of God, the word of God more than other things? Some people do. Some people have given up everything. And all of a sudden, they they live around the world on basically very meager existence. They have given up wealth and sometimes even family. Point number three. We must hunger after God. When we were first saved, we experienced, uh, and we experienced hunger. The hunger, uh, as Peter tells us in First Peter two two quote, as newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the word that we may grow thereby unquote. You hear testimonies of those that never have been a Christian. Now all of a sudden they they find Christ, and they're so hungry. So hungry. Uh, I've heard this countless times around the world. And people that, whatever, they're into witchcraft. They're into uh, alcoholism. They're into drugs. They're into sex. They're into prostitution, fornication, whatever, cohabitation. Now they find God. And all of a sudden, they cannot get enough of him. Like Dr. Mike, he read the Bible, I don't know how many times the first year. Over and over and over and over. This is a man that works with me now. Uh, he got saved in 1998. He's been with me 22 years. He represents me in Africa. He's a dentist by trade. He's gone through our Bible school. He's also a minister of the gospel, but he was so hungry. He kept reading the Bible over and over. And I can't remember how many times the first year, but then he ordered everything I ever did. I hope he would do that. Now I've done a lot more that that could help us financially and uh, get the gospel out. But anyway, I'll have to tease him. Hey Mike, why don't you order everything now? And uh, that'd be a good thing. But um, he was just hungry for God. Here's this very affluent dentist in Bellevue. Finds God. Uh, demons are cast out of him. And all he wants to do now is serve God. And he's been serving God with me for 22 years. But a lot of people, it's so sad. Sometimes they, they are raised in the church and they don't seem to realize how important Jesus Christ is. Sometimes you wonder if they're even born again or they just attended church and they recognize Jesus as God mentally, but that's it. He's not in their heart because there's no sign that he's in their heart. There's no desire to serve God. There's no desire to flee temptation. They walk like the devil and they could care less if you stumble or fall. They'll cohabitate, fornicate, they don't care. Misapply the word of God and try to say, this is love. No, no, it's not love. It's sex. It's fornication. It's the lust of the flesh. It's damnation and that's where it'll take you. It destroys people. There is a proper, proper relationship for every man and woman out there. There's a proper relationship God can lead you into if you're patient. It took Dahlia 10 years. There's three different prophets that prophesied over her. And she just about at the end got impatient. But thank God the word of God came to her. Oh yes. And she did not marry the wrong person. There's the proper person out there that God will lead you to. The proper person that will be the best person for you to complement what is inside of you and what God wants to do in your destiny. There is the proper person if you hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those that are watching me on television, let me tell you why I why did I get a little bit belaboring? Some of you might be getting impatient. Some of you might have already been in, impatient and now you're in cohabitation. Get out of it. Just Get out of it. Tell the person that you're having sex with, hey, uh, this is wrong. I can't do it. And if you really love me, then marry me. If not, don't lie to me anymore. You're abusing me. You're a selfish person. Get out of it. Soon, there are days and weeks of prayerlessness and Bible reading, infrequent church attendance. And another casualty is about to be added to the list of fallen soldiers in God's army. This is if we don't continue to hunger and thirst, all of a sudden, the love of this world, the things of this world start to take over. And all of a sudden, the devil comes along and appeals to our earthly appetites, which we begin to indulge in. To the neglect of our spiritual needs, resulting in a declining hunger for the things of God. Again. Uh, there's days and weeks of prayerlessness. We don't pray anymore. Uh, Bible reading isn't important to us. Neither is, if you have a prayer night, it's not important. Or if you have a prayer morning, like the staff of the men uh, we, we meet in the morning, it's not important to you. You'd rather have your sleep. Slumber, slumber, slumber. Hope you don't wake up somewhere that you don't want to be. Might need some fire insurance. Infrequent church attendance. And again, another casualty uh, added to the list of, of fallen soldiers in God's army. Jesus had a defense for this attack of the devil on his earthly appetites. And that was to keep a hunger for the things of God burning within at all times. You know, I was raised in a pastor's home, evangelist home, missionary's home. Went to church four or five times a week and uh, and then I, I went to Bible school but it wasn't until uh, sometimes later 12 years later or so that that I really had a divine encounter where I had to ask God to forgive me of not obeying him in forgiving somebody. It was my pride and and once I finally Obeyed God and forgave the person, which took me five years because he had done a sexual, many sexual acts against my first wife. Then I had my first uh, supernatural dream, moving seeing myself moving around the world, um, speaking to the masses, speaking to the governments, the presidents, the prime ministers, uh, seeing apocalyptic events, Also, that God's heart was grieved. I said, why? Because he said, my church is in love with the world more than me. I said, why? He said, because of the man behind the pulpit. We need a spiritual revival. We need a fire in our belly, a spiritual fire, or we're going to lose America. There needs to be a fire in our belly. That was 1985 when that happened to me. I have got more fire than ever. I have moved around the nations constantly and throughout the United States. I have more fire, not less. I am more radical. I don't understand people that all of a sudden they become less radical, less... All of a sudden they just want to be on Geritol. You might as well be in old folks' home and just uh, tell the Lord you're ready to check out because you're wasting air. Unless you're serving God, what are you doing? Serving self? Eat, drink, and be merry? What's the purpose to live if we're not serving God? You're just going to be tempted to backslide, to engage in the lust of the flesh. Hunger is one of man's greatest drives and will cause him to do whatever is necessary to meet the need of nourishment before starvation sets in. Likewise, when we are truly hungry for God, we will do whatever is necessary in terms of time commitments, priorities to satisfy our spiritual needs. Whatever is necessary. If neglect has caused our spiritual hunger to wane, it can be cultivated again by renewing our taste for the manna of heaven. Just go to an anointed church service if you can find one, where the joy of the Lord is present and the word of God is being preached piping hot from the altar of God. You will find yourself in salivating for a taste of, quote, honey from the rock, unquote. And drink from the fountain that never runs dry. Amen? Sometimes just a a trip into the prayer closet with a Bible where you'll find the Holy Spirit waiting for you one more time to stir your belly up. And let the gifts of God start to flow through you. According to our text, Satan is going to test our spiritual appetites to see if he can get us into uh, a fill-up, unquote, on the things of this life. You know, he's going into his uh, fishing rod, tackle box, and to see where he can hook you. Let's be ready for him like Jesus was by loving the word of God more than our necessary food. Job 23, 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary What we need, ladies and gentlemen, is spiritual hunger, spiritual fire. Again, point number one was I must know the word of God. Number two, be a real man or woman of God. And number three, we must have hunger and we must hunger after God. We must be hungry after God, be hungry after God. Not the newest movie that comes out. We're in serious times, as I shared when I began this program today. Serious times. 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. That's the phone number here. All of our church services, because a quote, this, this hyped pandemic canceled on me. So there's three months now we haven't gone to churches to preach, which we use the offerings to augment our bills. So we need your help to stay on your this local television station you're watching me from. Warning at worldministries.org is my email. www.worldministries.org is my website. You can look at me, watch me on YouTube. My channel is Warning TV, Dr. Jonathan Hanson. Warning TV, Dr. Jonathan handsome. 360-629-5248. God bless you. I'll see you next time.